Hello, welcome back to another episode of Teeing Off Podcast. I am once again joined by the one and only Greg Farnham. Uh, we did, in fact, just finish up our golf trip. We'll get into that very shortly. It didn't really go too well on the course for either of us, but again, we'll we'll discuss that in a few minutes. We're going to start off, uh, well, I guess I'll give you the kind courtesy of asking you how you're doing today, Mr. Farnham. Well, um, you know, reeling off a bit of a loss, so confidence levels less than I'd like it to be, but I'm, I'm hoping to see this weekend for, for uh, you know, the, the best of three challenge, mm-hmm. if you're up to it. So I'm, I'm looking forward. That's that's what's really getting me through Thursday and Friday. Okay. But I forgot all about the Monday off. So when we when we started yeah. the the short week of three days, and someone mentioned Monday off, I was like, it's as <laughs> if I planned this. <laughs> yeah, two short Beautiful. weeks in a row can't really beat that. Beautiful. Yeah, lots <laughs> of golf. Nothing wrong with that. So first of all, we talked about this a little bit the other day. Brooks Kepka uh, playing the final round of the World Golf Championships. The final. World Golf Championships Tournament of the Year, and he didn't show up at the course until 45 minutes before his tee time. Uh, They just kept showing his empty parking spot over and over again. And then, uh, so the sort of the idea that he doesn't really care about non-majors was ever that kind of played into that, but then he went out and shot 65 and won, playing with Rory McIlroy. So what do you make of this, Greg? Is this another thing that adds to the legend of Kepka, or is it sort of show that it's overblown Ooh, that he doesn't care loaded I, question I like right that. there the legend the, the legend of Kepka. i like yeah. that i like that we talk it seems like we talk about it each week because he's always he's always pulling an alpha dog move like yeah. that and that would that would shake me up too if i'm playing with him i'm like this guy's pretty confident not showing up yet <laughs> I, I don't know maybe he doesn't want to mess with his juju like 45 minutes isn't a lot of the time flies by. Like, how, how much time do you spend on the putting green before you get on the first tee? 45 minutes. Like, yeah, he stretches uh, here, there. He was asked know? about it, I don't know, like today or yesterday or something. And he said, basically, like, he the later in the week, the later he shows up. Because he said something <laughs> like, the guys that are there for, like, a couple hours, they're just spending all that time. Like, they get in their head, and then they're kind of panicking. He's just like, I just kind of show up, and I doesn't you know i don't i'm already i've already been playing all week i'm already already know how i'm swinging and just show up hit a few putts and go to the first tee <laughs> the old bill o'reilly approach we're doing it live yeah just i mean if you can Someone's do it good like, for you i guess yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it for anybody else other than uh other than brooks but that's hey all, all the power to him if he if he knows his game that well and he knows he can get away with it. What did, what did he shoot that day? Was it 66, 65? I think sixty five. Yeah, sixty five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, who dare? Who do we think we are to even question him? That is <laughs> again alpha move. That's all I gotta say. It's funny. I watched this clip this morning. The European Tour tweeted it out. It's from when he was like a rookie on. I forget, it was called like the challenge tour. So it was like underneath less than the European tour. And, and, uh, he was riding in like, uh, I don't know. He was playing in a tournament in India, Brooks Kepka was, and this was, must've been like, I don't know, eight years ago or so. And he was just like, you know, how crazy the streets are in India. So he's driving in like one of these, the back of one of these little taxi things just, um, but he was so like outgoing and just like smiling the whole time and cracking jokes and like so down to earth and, now he's just like this stone cold assassin. <laughs> it's sort of strange how 
how much he's changed. So I gotta show you that video. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not aware. So you gotta familiarize me with him. But like, it's, what? It, hey, whatever it takes to win. Like he's he, he can do really whatever he wants. But for him, it's just you know spend the least amount of time around the other players practicing. But hey, hey, again, all familiar. All the power to you. No doubt about it. Okay, so another story uh, on the opposite spectrum, opposite end of the spectrum. And I know that you read about this one because uh, we talked about it a little bit. This golfer, um, Thorbjorn, pretty cool first name, but I'm just going to say Thor, Thorborn, Thorbjorn Olison was arrested for sexually assaulting a sleeping woman, urinating on the plane during flight, and causing a ruckus. So, uh,. <laughs> You read the story. I'm just going to read a little quote here from the, from the, uh, the article. He, Olison, started abusing some of the passengers and crew and then made a pass at one of the female passengers before taking a leak in the aisle, an eyewitness told the son. It was, a sho- it was shocking behavior. You would expect it maybe on a budget airline, but not in the first-class cabin on <laughs> British Airways. Okay, two, two things. Two things. First off, the the article I read, I didn't read that she was asleep yeah. when he sexually assaulted her. So that's that's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. And two, I have a bit of a contention with the whole budget airline people are peeing in the aisle. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that made me feel a little. Shit. I was like, I did that one time. Yeah. But I've never seen anyone you else pee one time. Yeah. yeah, like reading the story, it, I'm like, oh, this is awful. Like, what a dick. I, like, I'm. I think I he was probably on like Ambien or something else that contributed to it. It couldn't have just been drinking. But then you see a quote like that, and it just kind of like, how does that even make yeah. it into the story? <laughs> you know, you expect yeah. that on a budget <laughs> airline, but not in first class. <laughs> yeah, what privileged piece of shit yeah. writing that down? Like, what do you think not happens back there? Here. It's not just a zoo. <laughs> like, they close the curtain, and it's just yeah. all <laughs> Wild West back there. Jesus. Yeah, like, you, you could leave the commoners back behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. We don't stand for this type of behavior yeah. up here, sir. Um, but yeah, that's uh, not obviously joking aside. That's obviously not a not a good story. He was just coming from the World Golf Championships last week. He was flying. I guess he was on a British Airways flight from Memphis to London. Um, so yeah, that's not good. <laughs> not good. Not good at all. The old saying: If you wake up in the morning and you know you meet one asshole, like maybe he's just an asshole. But if you're meeting assholes all day, then you're the yeah, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how applicable that is to this story. I just, I, I just know in my heart of hearts that if you're sexually assaulting a sleeping woman and you know yeah. just assaulting people in a first class cabin that paid a lot of money, you're just an asshole. That's mm-hmm. you know, Agreed. no doubt in my mind. Like, there's a few things in the story that I that I can look at and be like, okay, it's a little bit funny, but that, like, the sexually assault stuff, that's just obviously awful, and, like, yelling at stewardesses and stuff, that's just, like, taking a piss in the aisle, I mean, that's obviously stupid, but imagine someone having the irrational confidence to just whip it out and start taking a piss in the aisle. It's, it's a little yeah, bit, I there's just, a little bit of humor in that, but the whole story in, in general is not good. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm like... 
I, I get tired of reading stories where it's like 2019 and everyone, obviously this is terrible, but you gotta, you gotta have a laugh because as far as I'm concerned, this guy's pissing away his career or any fan base he had. It's just like, what an yeah. idiot. As long Loser. as the woman is okay like, and everything. Yeah. And wedding crashers. Good, good. <laughs> like, what a loser. But like, but no, that's awful. And, you know, I, I just, I wonder what the repercussions with the PGA and what, what they're going to have to say about that. He's going to have to put out an apology. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. But I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to make too much light of it because obviously it is shitty. But um, yeah, just kind of an out of an unexpected golf story that just kind of popped up today that didn't really expect to uh, be talking about a professional golfer harassing people drunk on a plane and then taking a piss in the aisle, and then some lady saying, "You know, you'd expect that in uh, back in the cabin, but not up here in first class." I- Replace, yeah, replace golfer with like NFL football player, and yeah. it's like, well, at least he didn't beat his wife this time. Yeah. Like that's like, that's is there video thing, of it? Like, no, okay, no suspension. Yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah, no, he's playing Sunday. He yeah. he gets to play on Sunday. But no, I don't know. And let's say I so curious is that is that what they've is that the word is that all he has to do is apologize because I, I no I would imagine, I mean I imagine he's going to put out some sort of long apology and I also imagine he's going to lose whatever sponsors he has. Um, I mean, I oh, think yeah. his only move is like for his PR team to come out and say something about like a medication or like an Ambien or something that he was, whether he was or not. Cause I mean, that's still, it's still bad, but you got to have some sort of spin zone on this one. Cause if you're just a guy that's out here doing shit like that, I mean, if he was just drunk, chances are it's not the first time he's done something stupid like that, you know? Oh yeah. No, no, no. It doesn't but, just happen in a vacuum. Is that... I don't. I don't like to speak ill of, of of the the golf guy, but was with Tiger Woods DUI wasn't he on? Was this, was, it, was it spin? Was he on some kind of drug? Yeah, he wasn't drinking at all. He was actually yeah. just on like a yeah, concoction of different. Yeah, stupid. Okay, I just yeah. wasn't sure if anything else came to light where it was like, oh yeah, that was just a PR story, or if that was you know yeah. the real deal. He but. actually wasn't drinking, but he was under the influence. So. Yep. No, it is. It is what it is. But yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Let's let's follow up and see where that story goes. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what they, how hard his wrist slaps on that. But I'd, I'd be shocked if any sponsors kept him around after that. This is the second craziest story I've heard about a golfer on a plane. Are you aware of the Ernie Els story? What I thought he just had that six putt. What did What did he get up to now? Jesus Christ! No, this was. I heard this on uh, Spit and Chicklets podcast. Um, okay, cool. I'll just read this real quick. Good to know. Um, so there's a story circulating about Els and Steve Marino on a flight from a tournament in Japan, which the two men, both well lubricated, resorted to wrestling in the aisles. The version relayed on a recent Spin Chicklets podcast said that Marino accepted the ride on Els's jet, unaware of the South African's proclivity for roughing it up after having a few drinks. Then midway through the flight, Els abruptly headbutted him, causing the pilots to intervene and leaving Marino in a daze the rest of the flight. Capping off the bizarre incident is when they finally touched down in Florida, the two men shook hands and went their separate ways. The whole story seemed too ridiculous to have actually happened, but then when Els was a guest on this week's No Laying Up podcast, he was asked about the incident directly and he acknowledged it's pretty much true nobody got seriously injured it was all in good fun it's just what guys do and there's a lot of testosterone running <laughs> all right <laughs> i guess i said lubricated that's a good word <laughs> yeah that is <sighs> all right so that's uh out of the blue ernie else story so yeah there's a little little education on ernie else no i love it no um, 
totally different than what you expect. From yeah, them. it's crazy. Like, that's one thing. I mean, I haven't been around. I don't need famous people or anything, but it is crazy the difference, good and bad. Some people, you think they're this certain person, you meet them, you know, certain, reputation as the nicest guy, you meet them, they're an asshole. Reputation as an asshole, you meet them, they're the nicest guy. It's almost like to a person, it's almost they always, always almost always, excuse me, have like the opposite. They're the opposite of what their reputation is. It's really weird. Yeah. No, it's it's like it reminds me of like when celebrities like make fun of what they see in like people magazine and stuff, like, Oh, I didn't know we broke up. I didn't know yeah. we were having another kid and blah blah blah. And it's just like, yeah, meteor perception. It's like you never know when you hear a shit story about a celebrity what kind of day they were having. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, or what? it's even true or like context and all that stuff. But you take until you context, like realize that yeah. you do take it as true, right? Oh yeah, you read it. But but I'm I'm still wondering for Thor Odinson or however you pronounce his name, like I'd love to see the spin and what world they can make sense of that one. I'd love to hear it. Well, <laughs> he was having a real bad day. Yeah, I'm surprised, like unless I just haven't he came seen in it. Like twenty seven? Yeah, he's like twenty right. yeah, he's not even thirty yet. Uh, I I can't believe that he hasn't already put out some sort of unless I just haven't seen it. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll keep tabs on that one. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go dark for a day or two, and then yeah, well. and then put something that I'd I'd probably deck my head a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's true. just me. Just being a little embarrassed. Um, okay, so FedEx Cup playoffs start next week. This week's the last chance for guys to get in the top one twenty-five. Um, so the playoff format changed a bit this year. It used to be four events, and then whoever got the most points won the whole the ten million dollars. This year it's three events. Uh, the first one is 125 players. Then after that, the top 70 players go to the second event, and then the top 30 players go to the third event. But instead of the third event, like the Tour Championship, just being like a straight-up tournament, they're doing like whoever's in first place starts at minus 10, and then it goes all the way down kind of tiered and staggered until the players that are 26th to 30th start at even. So and then whoever wins the 72 holes after starting at that, you know, between minus 10 oh, and even. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, but it's also like that way, because some years they've had, by the time it gets to the final tournament, it's like, it's pretty obvious who's going to win. And then they'll have someone win the last tournament, but they don't actually win the FedEx Cup. So I guess they want it like set up now. So whoever wins, wins the, the whole thing. Game, yeah. So it should be pretty yeah, cool. It'll be, it'll be weird. Like if the guy that starts at minus 10 just plays really well, <laughs> it's going to be kind of shitty because then he'll just destroy everyone. But I think it's kind of cool. It's different, at least. Yeah, it's cool to see things change up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, talking about that you to watch, week, you never know. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> that's what the PGA needs, is to continue to change stuff, mix it up, and see, like, like with the majors. And, you also, know, um, if, if it doesn't work, if there's a huge blowout, and they see, like, lower viewership on the last day, because it's kind of, like, clear-cut what's going to happen. Right. Maybe maybe they make another shift and go, oh, yeah. this year we're going to do something different again. Like, exactly. Right. Yeah, just keep Because they also, like, it used to end, um, I'd say, like, early October, maybe late September. And now it's ending, like, you know, mid-August, which is good because while trying to go up against NFL, NFL football, once football regular season starts, even, like, even me, I'm about as big of a golf fan as we're going to get. I'm, unless it's you know, Tiger and Brooks and Rory all down the stretch or whatever. And even still, I'm only going to watch like the back nine. I'm going to be watching football on Sunday. It's just a staple. Like everyone watches football on Sunday. 
So I think it was yeah. really smart of the PGA Tour to move their schedule back and cut one event out. And, you know, I think they're, whether it works or not, we'll see. But I think it's smart that they're at least, like you said, trying new things and trying to get people more interested. Strategic move, Cotton. Yeah. I'm with you. We'll see if it pays yep. off. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the the trip. We did uh, two days, one night at the Briars, Monday, Tuesday. We drove up there. Monday, uh, checked in. Room wasn't ready, so we were supposed to tee off at four. Went back to the, they said we could just tee off at the golf course whenever. We showed up. Teed, teed off pretty much right away. Hit a few chips, you know, checked in. Um, I'm going to rate a bunch of things about the course and the uh, the whole experience. But before I do that, I want to give you, Greg, an opportunity to just kind of lay out for the people what happened over the man. course of the two days. You don't have to say numbers on the scores because it wasn't pretty for either of us. So if you want to just lay out what happened and then I'll lay out some categories that we can both give ratings out of 10. Okay? Oh, yeah. So we well we we uh, we drove up in, in a sports car that I was nice enough to rent on a Monday, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's my compensation car or compensating. Um, so we got up there first. First thing, just being right on Lake Simcoe and coming along all the cottages and everything. You already it, it felt like a weekend because we took the days off and everything. But you're way you're away from the city. You're you're out of Dodge. So I love that for a starter. Yeah, we, we got we we got to the Briars Resort and it was, it was beautiful. It was kind of like old, timely, authentic, like a European um, resort and the, the cool watchtower there. It was, it was really cool coming in there. And then, like you said, room was ready, so we drove over the course. And everyone was super accommodating. Um, the it was very hot day from <laughs> super hot, but, uh, but yeah, the we chip and putt, nice practice screen and stuff, and playing the first 18 hole, we 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 started off on the back, which is, you know, in my opinion, most back nines are a little harder than the front, so that was a little bit of a a shocker from from starting. wasn't the hottest start ever. Um, greens were super fast. The pins were were tricky to, uh, you know, to to strike at and, and putting. I was, I don't think my putting was on par anyway, but had a hard time. Not, not a lot of good birdie looks, but the course course is beautiful. Uh, loved it. I think the, the back nine was, I think like there's a few holes in the front nine that were kind of staples, but the back nine to me was, uh, was just phenomenal or exceptional. Um, but coming around then dinner, Dinner was fantastic. Uh, five stars for me. The three course meal service is great. Um, it's it's a little bit honestly, it's a little bit of an older crowd, but it's something that if you're going up to Lake Simcoe and you want to golf, uh, looking around like this is this is the course to play. And if, if you're not a member, stay at the resort a night. And it was just like if if you're looking to just bro out and enjoy the company you're with. Uh, I loved it. I just uh, I think. Like as far as like a couple guys our age, maybe we move it to you know um, take off a Friday or or spend the Saturday up there if uh, if you're allowed to with the missus and and whatnot. But because uh, Monday night's a little dead there, I think we learned that. But 
that's that's my feedback. That's that's yeah. what I, no, I, I agree. just from memory. I don't know. I agree that um, yeah, like there wasn't much necessarily to do, but also by the time we were done and had our dinner and all that, it could have been we could have been in Vegas and we we would have been asleep by eleven we were, o'clock. We pretty, you know, yeah, we were, yeah, we were pretty drunk. We by did the not end of have it, yeah. it in us. We started watching American History X and we didn't even make it halfway through the movie. Um, great, great movie by the way. That was a good suggestion yeah, by yeah. me. It was a great choice, but you're, you're the master at choosing on Netflix. You you always have a pick ready to go. Everyone else I've ever met, it's like an anxiety thing where you have to scroll through, you to find something that you like that you haven't seen or that the other person hasn't seen or that you know you like that you haven't seen too many times. Or It's just a very difficult procedure. But Mr. Greg Farnham, you always have something just ready to go. And I, you know what? I appreciate that about you as a person. Those people are indecisive. They don't have confidence and they are weak. No, you're always and, like, uh, I want you to watch this I'm movie because I know you'll like it and I want you to watch and then we're going to talk about this scene and boom. It's great. And I've, yeah, hardly ever been wrong, have I? No, no, hardly ever. But yeah, I'll just add a few quick things. Thing. Like, So we checked in. We were given, um, like we didn't even know. Like I thought we were just going, you know, the, we have the room, we have the two rounds of golf. That was more than, more than enough for what we were looking for. And we got these meal vouchers. So, yeah, like three-course meal, delicious. I had a steak. You had some, what did you have, crab cakes or something? I had some crab cakes, and then I, and then I had the duck. Duck, yeah. Five or six duck on a menu, especially when you're in that restaurant. And you're, I'm like, I know this is going to be good. Yeah. This um, it was delightful. Yeah. And, then, yeah, it's salad and then steak. It was great. Um, then we also got lunch vouchers for the next day, so that was awesome. Um, so yeah, everything's like really just included. They've got everything there that you really need. Um, there's like a private beach area just for people staying at the Briars. Um, and then yeah, we played our two rounds. Uh, didn't play great. Uh, Greg beat me the first round, which we both, in my defense, we both kind of gave up on the first round about nine holes in. And we, but we did keep scoring. Greg did win that round technically. And then the second round, I easy, easy. I won the second round. But again, neither one of us played up to what we would like to actually say. You know what? That it was a match. That was a good match. So we're still still on the hook for that. We still got to get that done. We're hoping this weekend, long weekend, we can do that. But yeah, nothing was really solved. We went into this really thinking the main thing of the trip was solving this match between us and. Really, it wasn't about that. It was just we just had a good time together, and I, you know, the the match didn't end up really being that big of a thing as much as I thought it would. I, you know I what I mean? I think if I to, to put it to bed, at least on the competition side, that this course it was it was kind of like playing pool where you you, you want to think about where you're setting up, you know, your next shot. Because just being in the fairway isn't good enough. There's certain trees. There's trees and there's bunkers around the green, the pin position. You want to be on a certain side of each fairway. It's a dog leg. Being in the fairway is not good enough. You need to be further than the split so that you have an approach shot so you're not trying to hook it around trees or then, and then lay up or be forced to lay up. There's that going on. But I think I showed you the fastest in my game that's that's kind of lowered my score. I just didn't show you the low score portion. You showed your game and kind of popped your head out on the back nine of the second round because I was I've growing up watching you play golf and I'm like, that wasn't it. That yeah. wasn't it. And didn't then it. the back nine 
it wasn't it wasn't completely there, but it was, you know, you 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 were, I think you were warmed up enough, and uh, you started you started to save your game. I think the smartest thing you did was to put away the driver, yes. and start hitting five iron off the tee. I think anyone that goes to play that course, they, and and I did I did a little bit of research before, and they say it's short but yet challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because if you don't hit that driver dead straight, and you're not smart about where you're aiming. You could be forced to lay up. You could be in trouble, or or those those like those tree lines aren't forgiving at all. Yeah. For one, I had a few lucky bounces, but for the most part, they're not forgiving. Um, but you you have to whack out like a, a five iron, four iron out in the ferry, maybe a hybrid to be safe, and then just have a longer like a longer approach shot. Like I was expecting to be with a driver to be one twenty in, one ten, and perfect birdie range. But wherever I hit my drives, like sometimes I just hit them straight out. Sometimes it was just in the rough. You're going, I don't have a look at birdie even from 120 yards out. It's still really difficult where, as you, you're whacking out that five iron, and then you've got like 160 in, 170 in, depending on the holes. I felt like a lot of them were around, the, the par four is around 380. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, play way longer. Yeah, you just have to play those long par fours. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, similar to what you said, like, I looked at the course before, and I was thinking to myself, like, um, yeah, it's a little bit short, definitely going to have a lot of, like, wedges in, I can definitely, you know, score well in this course. I was licking my chops thinking, like, I'm going to, to be honest, I, I'm going to tear this course apart. Little did I know, <laughs> first of all, the pictures on the website, like, nothing wrong with them, but they don't do the course justice, like, it, it's a much better looking course when you get there, like, it's... It's green, like really green. It's in good shape. There's a few little like maintenance things, but um, the fairways are so narrow. Like you said, you can't, if you, most courses, you miss the fairway by a couple yards, like whatever, you're still, you can still easily hit the green on your second shot. Here, you miss the fairway by a couple yards. Not only do you have to pitch out, you have a pretty tough pitch out just to get back to the fairway. And then you're hitting an approach shot to these greens that were so well guarded. Like it was so tough to get near the pins and then if you miss the green um there was always a, some sort of slope where it made it really hard to even get like unless you were you know in the fairway like on the way leading up to the green kind of like you were on the first hole on the second round it was really hard if you're in the rough left or right of the green or whatever to get a chip even close to the hole because there wasn't really many flat spots and stuff um yeah i thought the greens were definitely the highlight of the course i thought it was much much tougher than i thought um, play a lot longer because, as you said, unless you absolutely stripe your driver, it's it's not it's just not the smart play. So it turns a hole that's 380 into being like 450 because you're hitting, yeah, like a five iron instead of a driver. Um, and then you got, yeah, like you got a full eight or seven in instead of a wedge. So um, yeah, you're just there's never really um, you don't get to just take it easy on a, you know, a holes. Maybe there's a few short par threes, but even that, like the bunk, the greens are so tough that you can't just hit it to 30 feet and walk out. Okay. Easy tap in par, you know, it's, it was a tough challenge. And I'd say the golf course was the winner in this, in this match. Yeah, it, And yeah, the next time we play, I'm definitely going to play it differently. Yeah. No, no doubt. And that's, that's the advice. Any anyone that's a member there already knows this, but anyone that's going to play Briars, 
you know, unless it's the par five or it's the long, there, there are a few holes that have a pretty open fairway. Um, but take take a look at the take a look at the scorecard and the play of the hole and decide what club you're going to play because that's probably the best advantage you give yourself. And then those those greens they're they're beautiful. They're yeah. they're something you, you really appreciate those. And I think it took us till the third hole to figure out we're like, yeah, the greens are the challenging part of this course. Oh yeah, like yeah, it wasn't wasn't the length. I think there is something to be said about. Yeah, the strategy. Like playing that next shot, strategizing. But if, if you hit a five iron out and you, you hit a seven, eight iron into the hole, you still like around the greens. Like I, I, I had a lot of chipping to do. And I think your bunker game and my chipping, I think, were some of the highlights. But you, I don't take a lot of time reading putts or chips. But those chips, you're looking at the green heavily. You're like, yeah. you got to pick a specific go? spot. How many breaks? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I've got a couple of uh, categories. We're going to rank them at a 10. So we've got condition, okay. difficulty, pace of play, design, fun, and then an overall thing. So let's go like back and forth. You can go first. What do you say out of a 10? What would you give the conditioning of the course? There was a few fairways that had a little bit of, you know, they, at least they were like, they were marked off with like like stakes, like it looked better than what you'd normally see for anything that had a little touch up work. So I I I'd give it like an eight. Okay. Yeah. For condition, what what would you say? Yeah, I mean the Scott, the guy that uh, set it all up for us, he he talked to us after the first iron. He was even saying like this course, our main thing is condition and pace of play. Like we we don't like to put too many people on the course, and we want it to be in perfect condition. So he he had said that that's for them. This is the worst condition it's been in for years. And yeah, I'd say I'd give it a, I mean, it's when you're comparing it to like a PJ tour course, it's different, but for, you know, for the average man golfer, I would give it a, yeah, I'd give it an eight out of 10, 7.5 out of 10 for a condition. Nice. Um, difficulty. Yeah. I'll go first. Again, it's tough. Cause when you think of difficulty, you think of like 7,100 yards, like high rough and you know, these crazy things, but this course is like it almost lulls you into thinking it's going to be easy. And that makes it so much harder because you think, why am I getting like a double bogey bogey? Like why, why is it all of a sudden golf so hard? Um, so I'm going to give difficulty here. I thought it was going to be about a four out of 10 and I'd say came in around a seven out of 10. Yep. I would, I I'd, I'd definitely, uh, seven, 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm not just one of those guys. Just give a different answer, but I'm, I was edging on eight. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no, there's this green. They were they were fun. They were challenging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, you're up on this one. Pace of play. Oh, there was there's one group. Uh, well, it's it's impossible to differentiate. There's there's this group of old dudes, and they were they were killing it. They they were fast. They were, there's a four of them in carts. And they're obviously members there, but uh, they, I think we only caught them once and it's because there's a group in front of them. Like it was, you feel like you own the place. And I love that on any golf course. Cause no, we've talked about it before, but I, I don't, I'll let anybody, there's no one ahead of me. I'll let anybody play through. It's coming close to me. Cause I don't want to feel like I'm holding anybody up and I don't want to be playing into anybody either. So I, I love seeing like you own the course that's, you know, yeah, no, I, so agree. That, I I would say that that is if, if ten is the best 
I, I'd give it a 10. Yeah. It couldn't have been better. Like that was, I mean, we said to each other so many times, like, this is awesome. You can just walk up on the tee, hit our shot. You know, if we want to stand around and chat for a few minutes or uh, like take a couple of sips of a drink or, you know, spend a few minutes looking for balls because some people still carry around those old things that stretch out and you can put them in the water and take balls out of the lake. Some, I love those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was referring to you. Um, some people still have those. So, yeah, but it, you can play as fast or slow as you want, really. We never even, like, I don't even remember a Marshall coming up and saying anything, really. Um, I, I think it's on their members, their members now, I think, because yeah. they're, yeah, it's, it's like, not like we didn't self... run into anybody. There's, 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 there's a lot of people around there's playing, but it was just, but never, you know, everyone. Yeah, we were never yeah. held up, but we were never, like, felt pressure from anyone else. It was never, even, like, teeing off, it was like, yeah, you guys can go off the front, you can go off the back, you can go now, you can wait a little bit, you can, if you want to stop at nine to have a few drinks, you can do that. Like, it's very casual, very, very good in that sense. So that's, Yeah, that's something, I don't think any, any you know, average joke golfer wants, wants to be sharing the course with everybody. I just, uh, like, I'd rather play uh, a lesser golf course and have it to myself than going to a nicer golf course and be waiting and playing a five or six hour round or, you know, yeah. Golfing with people that don't golf enough and you just like to hold everybody up and it's just, yeah, no, yeah, it's fun. So yeah. nope. that was something I really enjoyed about that course. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, design, so the actual like architectural design of the golf course. Um, we mentioned the greens being great. Um, I don't know, I'd say like if there's anything you were going to put lower on the list of things, not because it wasn't good, just because it was, you have to put something lower, I guess the design would be the thing. Like, off the tee, there's not as, as many, like, spectacular-looking things or anything like that. Um, like, it, to the eye, it's generally, you know, like a relatively normal course, but there's there are some beautiful spots, like the 17th hole. It's beautiful. There's a couple of really nice par threes. I just said the greens and the green. Number five I really liked. Yeah, yeah, I really like number five as well. Um, the greens themselves, really nice. The greens around, everything around, really nice. But overall, I mean, if I had to give something, like I said, a little bit lower, so I'd give it, like, a 6.5 design. Six point five, eh? Yeah. Huh. I Yeah, that was something for you know, for your average everyday golfer, I think that'd be that'd be fair. They they'd probably agree when you could appreciate how the greens were designed though. Yeah. It's not like they were like ridiculously like shaped. It was just child it it was well thought out how the greens were put together. Yeah. You know, so so when you're taking that into appreciation, I'd give it a seven. But okay. Yeah, I, I, for sure. I I did I did fa- try to factor that in, and I was trying to decide how much of a how much to give that credit. So I think seven's a good score there. And then the final one is well, I guess there's we can do overall at the end, but fun. How much fun did you find this golf course? Oh, I had a blast. I had everything like I couldn't have asked for a better not just Monday Tuesday a better golf trip for us to go on. It's encouraged me to do this more together and make this more of a, put more of an effort because life, life always seems busy, you know, and, and to spend a couple vacation days doing this, uh, it was, it was awesome. But the course, uh, like from being accommodating, from the pace of play, from the, the style of course it was, it was, I had a great time. But what would you say? I'm waiting for your score, mister. Oh, the score, scoring. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a nine easily. I couldn't, I couldn't give it a reason not to give it a ten, to be honest. Okay. That's, um, yeah, I'm not sure because if I look at, like, yeah, the way we were treated, the way um, the pace of play, um, even just down to how they give you coolers to put that you to put on your golf carts so your drinks stay cold and like stuff like that. It sounds like nothing, but it makes a huge difference. Um, they're very accommodating. Very accommodating. Right. They're so nice to us. They treat it like they made us feel kind of special. Um, but uh, the actual golf course, the when I think about fun, um, certain courses like they'll have you know the greens that kind of funnel in, or like if you miss your tee shot, you still have an open an open angle to the hole. So a course like that might be more fun. Um, doesn't mean that it's better or worse, but I think I, I wouldn't say it was the most fun course just because of how, how difficult it was. And I think that might have a lot, maybe more to do with how the, the way we played than, so it's not, it's not a complaint that's, that's or a negative towards the golf I course, might, but I just don't think yeah, it was might. the most fun course to play just because it was like every hole. I felt like I was, if I got a par, I was like, all right, whew. whereas usually like, yeah, par's a par, you know? So I think I would give it like a... I'll give it a 6.7 for fun. Okay, you know what? I would, I'd, when, when you take that into account, because you, you automatically, I guess, are having more fun, you're more excited when you're hitting good scores. You get a birdie, you're having more fun. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a very hard course to score on if you don't know it well. Yeah. And I'm thinking about this from the everyman, going, going on a golf trip with some buddies, because um, there's a lot of places to pick from in Ontario for a thrill trip. Yeah. You go to Collingwood, like like there's, you can do a lot of things. I I loved it, but I hated that. I like to when I'm playing well. I like to if I don't have three birdies in the round, I'm like, oh crap. I expect a couple of doubles, maybe a triple, and a and like a little handful of birdies, and that was not the case. It was very hard scoring. So maybe I agree with you there. You want yeah. to change your score? No, I'll I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, our Jickelson there with the yep uh, six point seven I think it was all right, all right. yeah okay I then, I'd uh, agree with that only for only from the scoring perspective yeah that, so I, I think do, what you were maybe talking about more would would work more for the overall score this is our last overall. one overall agreed. so you agreed. think yeah and you'll give it a nine overall uh, yes yes yeah. agreed yeah and I'll go like pretty much similar maybe I'll go a little bit lower I'll go eight point seven for Sidney Crosby I'll do eight point seven. Um, Good score. I mean, definitely better than I. That's another thing too. Like I was, I was impressed. It's not that I had low expectations. I didn't really know what to expect, and then went in there and it exceeded my expectations. Had a great time. Um, treated well. Course pretty much to ourselves. Just you know, golfing with you for the first time in a long time. We had we just had a great time. You know, they know we were never bothered or made to feel uncomfortable or anything. And. This is great. I had a great time. So yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it a eight point seven out of ten. Great. Uh, well, nine. But yeah. yeah, for me, and that's. I was I was very excited about this. So and I'm a little bit more liberal with my scoring because, you know, hey, why not? <laughs> okay. Any, uh, yeah. That's, if you had to maybe give one complaint about one thing, just because we haven't pretty overly positive, and I want to, you know. Get both sides. So if there was one thing you had to complain about, whether okay. it's something about the golf course or something about the resort or something about me or anything, if there was one thing you had to complain about the trip, what would it be? Maybe the company, yeah, sure. But <laughs> um, <laughs> um hmm. I 
my the only thing on the top of my head is I just wish we did it over a weekend. Not yeah. just just because we could have. I don't know. I really like the bar lunch for dinner, but like everyone told us, like yeah, you know, Monday night crapshoot game. We're like yeah, we kind of figured, but mm-hmm. like you know, that's that's something that would have changed. Is it necessary complaint? Um, there, you know, this is Monday, so I wasn't expecting it anyway. But there is there is no. Uh, no one on the cart on the course, but it was a Monday, so right. I don't don't really blame that at all. So yeah, I don't I don't really have any complaints. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, and yeah, I guess that's why they do the cooler thing because there's no cart out there. But um, yeah, I think sure. the only thing that I can think of, I mean, it's not even a complaint; it's more of like a observation. And I don't know, maybe they have like a lot of business things there, but the restaurant at the resort was way too big. <laughs> that's my only complaint. It was, yeah, it was like, I had to find you. I you went down, started. I was taking a shower, and I had to try and find you. Oh, man. I was walking around for five minutes. I, I spoke to someone about that. It's been surprised before. Like, sitting in a massive dining area. I said, yep. <laughs> I loved it, though. And the, But, yeah, no, there must have been a big heyday. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Know, back sometime. There, but, but, yeah, there was something... That was that was a big restaurant. I was a little worried about you finding me. I had to describe the you to the to the general manager there. I was like, he's kind of like looks kind of like a Neanderthal. He's really <laughs> tall. He's not that handsome, <laughs> but he seemed to find you just fine. So yeah, yeah. He brought I was, you yeah, it was a couple of beers deep, so I was just wandering around, just looking at people's you're, plates. You're oh, that looks good. You're lubricated. <laughs> yeah, I was nicely lubricated. <laughs> Yes, that's the terminology. Let's be a little more classy here. Uh, Lubricate yes. the word. You're lubed up. <laughs> Sandpaper, no lube. All right, my friend. Well, I think uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, are we doing this weekend or what? It's I, I, would, I intend to do this weekend. I just have to figure out how I can get my golf clubs with me. Because you stole my bathroom no. kit, which has all my... I had to go out and buy all new bathroom stuff because you stole my thing that has I a figured, toothbrush. And, yeah, and I, I figured that would make you a shoe-in. Yeah. No? Actually, I was reading an article today about the Cutting Club. Is that somewhere you play in Guelph regularly? That is a private club. I uh, have been oh, there. Oh, that's the one that's like um, right by campus, right? That that one, yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of hard greens, oh my God. Yeah. 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 It's a little out of my league. Yeah. I'm not... Okay. I'm not the kind of caliber that usually plays there, I guess. But just keeping the ball in those greens is like <laughs> on the approach shots, like impossible. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, we'll figure it out. I'm gonna go to my mom's probably Saturday, so um, we can golf Sunday. Cool. We can golf Monday. Whatever. Okay. Well, we've been doing this long enough. So for everyone listening, right. thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, you'll join us again next week when we playoffs. We'll be talking some playoffs and. Uh, Talking about hopefully uh, a third third round in the third installment. I'm third glad. Installment I'm glad there was. I'm glad there was a tie break. Yeah. 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 Neither one of we neither one of us wants to win or lose like that. And in conclusion, the golf course.